Welcome to The Masogi Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody introduces you to amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For every one of us, the path to lasting joy has always been there, but it may take a masogi to get you on it. Jody did it, her guest did it, and now you can too. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. This is Jody Miller. I am so excited to be starting this podcast. I've been wanting to do this podcast for about three years now, but I've been busy writing books, articles, speaking at conferences, helping companies create more engaging employee cultures. I've been helping professionals find their dream job, and I've just been Well, I guess I've just been really busy, and now I am carving out the time. I just read the book Essentialism, and I've dedicated myself now to the core things that have so much meaning to me, and this podcast is one of them because it's a way for me to speak to so many of you and actually bring valuable experience and advice and research to you about the topic that I'm passionate about, and this is what I call the Masogi Method. And I'm going to talk about what a Masogi is in this first episode, but throughout the episodes of the Masogi Method, which is basically breaking through barriers to find happiness and meaning in your work and life, I'm going to be interviewing people, CEOs, entrepreneurs, psychologists, artists, just amazing people who have gone to the outermost limits of the outside of their comfort zone in order to find true happiness and meaning in their work and in their lives. And so that's really what the Masogi Method podcast is all about. It's going to be so much fun. I have so many great guests lined up, but I wanted to talk this morning and share with you the idea of what a Masogi is and start to get you thinking about your own Masogi and your own happiness and your own passion and your own meaning and, and, and your own desire for what you want to do in your life. And it really doesn't matter what your age is or what point you are at your life. You could be young, a kid. That's where you actually develop a lot of what you desire is when you're a child. I give talks about this a lot, about, I call it TGIM, thank God it's Monday, because we go back into our passions when we're a kid and sometimes we just let those go, yet they're still inside us. So we'll get to that, maybe not so much in this episode, because I really want to lay the foundation for the podcast. So I want to tell you a story that kind of encompasses the idea of Masogi. And then I'll explain to you where Masogi came from, how it's evolved, and how it applies to you, and how this podcast can be really, really be helpful and inspirational and motivational for you. And it's passion for me, and so you'll be hearing from me every week with great guests. So I want to tell you a quick story. When I was in sixth grade, I was taking a science lesson from my teacher. In sixth grade, one teacher teaches everything. I was in New Jersey. I grew up in a small town. And we were learning how to make holograms. Well, holograms aren't anything like they are today. I mean, basically, it's virtual reality. But at the time, it was a matter of taking different cameras focused on an object with plates of glass and creating a virtual view of this item. So we all decided on a die, you know, in a, let's say in a game of Parcheesi, you throw the dice, or in a game of... of um, left, right, center, whatever. So we had a die, a die, and we did the whole cameras and we, and we took photos of this die and, and hopefully created a hologram. But, but it was kind of a bummer because no one could find it. We would look 
at the plates of glass and you're supposed to look at the glass but see almost in the air, if that makes sense to you. If you think of virtual reality, you're sort of seeing things in the air. Or if you're looking at um, on your windshield of your car, you can now look at temperature and speed and distance and all that. So it's sort of like that where you see these things in the air and it's very young uh, time in the evolution of holograms. And so none of us could find the the view or the vision of this hologram and so everyone was sort of discouraged and and I don't know I just felt like it was there I mean we went through the process we did it right so as the class was getting ready to leave and gathering their books I just sat there at the lab counter and I started staring at these plates of glass and I thought you know maybe the hologram of this die isn't in the glass at all it's outside of it and so I started looking around the edges of the glass and sort of to the right and to the left and looking forward but letting my peripheral vision guide me and all of a sudden I saw the die in the air but I didn't just see one hologram I saw five of them way outside the plated glass which is where this virtual vision of this die was supposed to reside so I called over the teacher and I said wait everybody come see I found them and they said them there's only one I said no there are five so I got everyone to look outside the limits of the experiment into their peripheral and there everyone saw them and it was so so exciting that inspired me to go down a science route in my life and while I didn't end up a scientist or a PhD I did end up enrolling in college in marine biology because I loved the science I loved chemistry I loved physics I loved all the sciences and so I ended up having that be my major in college, which I did change later, but I'll tell you about that in another podcast when we bring on other guests. But the whole idea here is that a Masogi is challenging yourself to go way outside your comfort zone. So this experiment to me was the epitome of what a Masogi is. You get outside the traditional way of thinking, traditional expectations. Sometimes people think you're a little nuts because you go for the outrageous solution to outrageous problems or outrageous challenges or outrageous situations. So that's sort of the idea of a Masogi at its core. Let me give you another example, more a more personal example. You might be in a relationship that is where you're not happy, but you're afraid to leave. You're afraid to leave because of the security. You're afraid to leave because you maybe don't let confidence in yourself to make it on your own. You're afraid to leave because you're afraid of the repercussions. All these things, yet you know deep in your heart that you want to leave this relationship. Well, I was in one of those for a long time, and I wanted to leave for a long time, but my relationship was comfortable. And so the problem was the comforts were fine, but after a while, stuff doesn't really matter when you're unhappy. And I realized that Jody had been lost in the process. I, I kind of didn't even know who I was anymore. Where was that creative Jody who used to make up plays and play hide and go seek tag and create a little mischief and write songs and write poems and win contests and be on the homecoming court? Like, where was that Jody who just went for it and let her just creativity blossom? It had really been squelched, and I knew how to leave this relationship. So I got up the courage and I did. So you might say, okay, Jody, that was your Masogi. You went way outside your comfort zone and you left the relationship. And it was scary. So being something a little scary is actually part of Masogi. But, but in actuality, that was only the beginning of my Masogi. 
so I left the relationship, which was like part one of a Masogi. And by the way, the Masogi rule is that it needs to have a 50% or greater chance of failure. So it's got to be a big reach. It's not just let's go outside the comfort zone or let's set a goal or let's do something on a bucket list. We're talking big reaches here that change us and transform us, give us clarity, give us confidence, give us a sense of self, allow our creativity to blossom, give us more self-love and let the fear fall away. And then you get to this point where you feel like you can take on the world. That's when you know it's your Masogi. So part one is that I left the relationship and that was way outside my comfort zone and I was scared and I and here I was from a six bedroom house to an apartment. Trust me, that was scary. I was insecure, I didn't know who I was and I sat in this apartment with my puppy and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna take this slow, I'm gonna walk my dog, I'm gonna love my puppy, I'm gonna love my kids, I'm gonna start to love me again more. But I knew I had to do something really, really outrageous in order to affect change in my life. I mean, you've heard the saying that outrageous times call for outrageous solutions. That's the stage that I was at. So I thought of all sorts of things. I thought, okay, I'm going to go walk the 136 miles across England. I'm going to go do the um, Spain sojourn pilgrimage. And I was like, no, that's not really it for me. That's not really going to excite me or scare me enough. I knew I could do that. I'd run my marathons. That wasn't it. But what did it for me was the decision to go immerse myself into a tribe in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Now this was extremely scary for me for several reasons and this is why I knew it was my Masogi. Number one, I'm afraid to fly. So because I was afraid to fly, the only way into the Amazon rainforest is by these tiny little planes where the little windows are open and like four people can squeeze in very scary, very bumpy. I had anxiety and I thought I may not go. So that was number one. I had to get over that in my head. Number two is that I decided to embark in a ceremony with this tribe called ayahuasca. Now ayahuasca is a ceremony where you drink this concoction of these natural herbs that the shaman or the medicine doctor or the elder or the wise one of the tribe goes away for two days into the forest, into the Amazon rainforest. He creates this mixture and you drink about a quarter cup of it. And then you have these awake dreams and visions. And so the issue with this ceremony is that you have to actually throw it up. If you don't throw it up, it's poison. You could die. Now I'm not advocating doing a life or death masogi in your life, but you know, I, I knew I could do this. It's been done before. I knew I could throw it up. But my concern is that I did have a heart condition and there were no doctors there, but I did have medicine with me. So I thought, okay, I have enough comfort here that I think I can undergo this Masogi that's really going to change me and ha help me find who I am again. So I went, I got through the plane ride. I got through the rituals before the ayahuasca. I went through many ceremonies with this tribe. I learned about them. I lived with them. I le learned to love these people. And then I did do the ayahuasca ceremony and it was successful because I just let myself go and said, it's all going to be okay. And after the end of that ceremony and speaking with the shaman through three interpreters, he ended up telling me, you are taken care of. Mother Earth has you in the palm of her hand. You are always being watched over. You are safe. 
And for some reason, the word safe really resonated with me. And I left that experience of 10 days in the Amazon rainforest knowing who I was again. I gained this calm sense of confidence, the sense of clarity of who Jody was. And then my creativity just blossomed. I wrote my fourth book, which became a bestseller. It's called From Drift to Shift. It covers the stories of amazing people who've gone through incredible challenges and they've come out on the other side happier in their lives, in their work. They're doing things that are different. Some are still in their positions, but they've totally changed and they've become happier and they've become more confident and they've become more sure and they've started to give back to the world. So these are the sorts of things that happen when you undergo Masogi. Throughout these episodes of these podcasts that I'll be doing, I will have professional athletes on here who've undergone Masogis. I will have CEOs. I will have artists. I will have psychologists. I will have everyday people who've undergone major changes in their lives. And we'll talk about how they did it and how they changed and how you can learn to become the best, happiest, most productive, most passionate you you've ever been before. So welcome to the Masogi Method. Break the barriers to achieve happiness and meaning in your life. I'm Jody Miller. I am your host and I am so excited for you to be part of this podcast and thank you again and we'll see you next week. Take care. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.